So, we don't really understand what kingdom is. There's nothing, there's no equivalency in our modern world to the ancient idea of kingdom. Now, we can have some ideas. Some games have a goal of building a kingdom. So, Minecraft, Catan, even the classic Risk. Sports dynasties are kind of like a kingdom. So, we've got the Boston Celtics, New England Patriots, the Bulls of the 90s. They even had King Michael. And, And, of course, the Empire has been trying to build their kingdom for the last 50 years. If only you knew the power of the dark side. Well, Star Wars aside, we don't really know and understand what kingdom is. It's a pretty foreign concept to us. That's what makes this line of the Lord's Prayer difficult. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. See, now this sounds great, but what does it actually mean? See, we're in our second week of the series, 40 Days of Prayer. And each week we we take a deep dive into one line of the Lord's Prayer. So last week, we talked about prayer as worship. With using the first line of the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, holy be your name. Now this is a worship-filled line. And it reminds us that God is personal, like a father. He's otherworldly, like heaven. And he's completely different from us, like holy. Now this week, we're going to look at the second line, under the theme of prayer as kingdom participation. What does it mean to participate with God in his kingdom? Well, here's a short video from the VP of Missions with the Alliance. And he's going to introduce the idea. This week we want to focus on the words in Jesus' prayer, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The late Dallas Willard described God's kingdom as where what God wants done is done. God indeed is on a mission to restore what was very good in his pre-fall creation, to bring about transformation of what's broken in us and in this world. When his kingdom comes on earth as it is in heaven, what God wants done gets done. Lives, relationships, and communities are restored. People find forgiveness, wholeness, justice, Community can be transformed and even the creation around us will be impacted. And no one will be left out as dividing walls are broken down and the kingdom comes near to every tribe, tongue, and nation. Praying your kingdom come joins our will with God's. In it, we submit ourselves to God. Lift up the left out. Ask God to work through His church and to break out into the world of need. This kingdom come prayer calls out for the action of the only one who can really restore good to our brokenness. And it offers our own hands and feet, our lips and hearts as instruments for His purposes. Praying this way, even this week, 
we become kingdom partners with one another as fellow servants in a royal priesthood and with the King Himself who will, we can be sure, get done what He wants done. Now, before we can talk about kingdom partnership, we have to understand God's kingdom. So when you recite your kingdom come, your will be done. Do you know what you're saying? So theologians have often described God's kingdom as God's rule and reign. Now, while that's accurate, it might not be all that helpful because we're just defining one unfamiliar term with two other unfamiliar terms. Now, the Lord's Prayer gives us another way to understand kingdom. Do you see the parallel between kingdom and will? Between God's kingdom and God's will. You see, God's kingdom is where God's will always happens. See, in heaven, God's will always happens. That's because He rules and reigns there. Or, as the video said, God's kingdom is where what God wants done gets done. See, in heaven, God's will always happens. On earth, eh, not so much. See, because earth is filled with, well, us. It's full of our selfishness and pride and anger and way too many Kardashians. And, And the Bible describes all of that, the selfishness, the pride, and the anger, in a sense, sin. See, it's also filled with Satan and evil spirits that are hell-bent on a strategy of steal, kill, and destroy. So God's will doesn't always happen in our world, in our communities or families, or even in our own lives. And that's where this line from the Lord's Prayer comes in. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. See, in heaven, God's will always happens. On earth, not so much. This prayer is saying, let what happens all the time in heaven happen more of the time here on earth. See, this prayer transforms the abstract idea of God's will into something more practical. God in action. In fact, the theologian Dallas Willard, who you heard quoted in the film, continued his description and said, the kingdom is God in action. It is the idea of an all-loving and all-powerful God who is in action for us and with us. He is not passive. He is not distant. He is not indifferent. See, this prayer is the link between God in action and the church in action. Between God's sovereignty and humanity's responsibility. It's between God's kingdom and you. When you pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, you join your will to God's will. 
You submit yourself to God. You submit your will, your desires, your kingdom. You submit those to God's will, God's desires, and God's kingdom. That's the power behind this prayer. So what does it actually look like? What does it actually look like to partner with God in building his kingdom? Well, that's where these parables that you, we just read a moment ago, that's where these parables come in. See, these are all out of Matthew 13, and there were eight parables described in this chapter. And all of them speak about the kingdom of heaven. And Jesus talked about seeds and soil, wheat and weeds, mustard seeds, yeast, hidden treasures, expensive pearls, a fishing net, and the owner of a house. You see, these parables can be grouped thematically into four different groups. They talked about bearing fruit. They talked about judgment. They talked about things that are tiny. And they talked about things that are of high value. And now if you're counting, there's one missing. The owner of the house. We're going to talk about that at the very end. And each one of these sheds light on this prayer of your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So let's walk through them a little bit. So first, God's kingdom is about bearing fruit. Jesus begins with a parable about a farmer planting seeds. But only a quarter of them sprout and grow plants. Some seeds got eaten by birds. Some didn't grow strong roots. Some got choked out by weeds. But only a portion of them landed in good soil and produced a crop. And it was a huge crop. Even up to a hundredfold. So what's the secret to being fruitful? Good soil. Well, what does that mean? Well, Jesus actually explains it a little later in, in the chapter. Here's what he said. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. Hears the word and understands it. So simply by sitting here, watching in person, watching online, maybe watching later in the week, you are working on creating good soil in your heart. See, God's, God's kingdom is about bearing fruit. See, this parable teaches us that there are all kinds of things in this world that can prevent you from bearing fruit. A hard heart. A shallow faith. Worries, wealth just to name a few. But when you have a kingdom mindset, when you're good soil, you'll bear fruit. Second, God's kingdom leaves judgment up to God. God's kingdom leaves judgment up to God. Jesus tells two parables to teach this message. So first, a wheat field that got filled with weeds. In other words, my lawn in the summer. Now, these workers were going to pull up the weeds. But the head guy was like, nah, don't worry about it. We'll separate them when we harvest. And then there were a bunch of fishermen 
and they caught a bunch of good fish and a bunch of bad fish. A bunch of, like, awesome walleye and then some nasty old carp. Okay. And then the lead guy said, no, no, don't worry, just pull them all in. We'll sort them out on shore. See, Jesus explains that this is what it will be like in the final judgment. In the end, God will separate the wicked from the righteous because only He knows the human heart. Only He knows true faith. So what does this mean for us? Well, we act and leave the results to God. It is not our place to determine who's in and who's out. Who to love and who to condemn. We serve everybody. We love everybody. It is not our place to determine who to love and who to condemn. Your kingdom come, your will be done. See, the Lord's, the Lord's Prayer challenges us to be patient and to trust God for the future. We love and serve everybody now and leave the future up to God. Next up. God's kingdom is tiny now, but huge later. See, the mustard seed is the smallest of seeds. If you've ever actually seen them, they're tiny. They're specks. But it can grow into the largest of plants. And then you only need a little bit of yeast mixed into a lot of dough. This pastor said 60 pounds of dough. I don't know what they're baking. That's crazy. But only need, you only need a little bit of yeast. And it causes all the dough to rise. These ones, these are a little easier to understand. I know a lot of you have probably helped your, your parents in the garden. You've planted little seeds that have grown up to be gigantic vegetables. Like, like cucumbers the size of my thighs. How on earth do long cucumbers get that big? And they come from tiny seeds. Or if you've ever baked with yeast, you know the packets are tiny. There's it's so little yeast. You pour it and mix it around, and the whole dough rises. Now, in case you've never done any of that, it's kind of like hotel, mong pepper. You only need a little bit on your plate for your whole steak. Right? You only need a little bit. A little bit goes a long way, especially the way Popol makes it. See, that's what Jesus is talking about here. See, the same can be said for you partnering with God. You may never see the effects of the small kingdom things you do for other people today, but you can trust God that their impact will be huge. Well, the last set of parables show us that God's kingdom is of high value. God's kingdom is of high value. Now, Jesus told the story of a man who found a treasure in a, in a field and a merchant who found a really expensive pearl. And here were their reactions. When he found the treasure, he hid it again, and then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. And then the other person, when he found the pearl of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. Now, I've never found 
carried treasure or like gold cougarons or anything like that. But I have found a crumpled 20 in my pocket. And that's pretty good. That makes for a good day. Um, <coughs> excuse me. But imagine seeing something so valuable, so incredible, that you literally would give up anything. That you would sell anything. That you would do anything just to get it. That's the kingdom of God. See, these parables, what's interesting about these two, is these parables contrast with the other ones. See, the weeds, the fish, the mustard seed, the yeast, all focus on the future value of the kingdom. But this one, this one focuses on the present value of the kingdom. Right now, today. See, the kingdom of God is of immeasurable great value. Even today. And it is worth all that you have and more. So how do you know if you're partnering with God in His kingdom? How do you know if you're partnering to bring more of God's kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven? More of God's will that always happens in heaven and more of it happening on earth. How do you know? Well, let me answer that with a quote from Rob Reamer in his book, Soul Care. The central message of Jesus is about the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is the reversal of everything that went wrong when sin entered the world. It is the restoration of everything back to the way God intended it to be. So when Jesus came, he saved the lost. He healed the sick. He cast out demons. He helped the poor. He overcame justice and set the captives free. This is because broken relationships, sickness, death, spiritual bondage, demonization, poverty, and oppression were not part of God's creation. They were effects of the fall. These diabolical issues will not be part of heaven. Therefore, our central role as Christ followers is to advance the kingdom. So are you doing any of those things? Well, you're partnering with the kingdom. But you might be thinking, well, I'm not doing any of those. I'm not some famous activist like Martin Luther King or Greta Thunberg. I'm just a normal person with a normal family and a normal job. Remember the mustard seed. And remember the yeast. You can be small and have a tremendous impact when you're kingdom-minded. Or maybe you're thinking, I won't really make a difference. Remember the seeds. You just have to be good soil. You just have to listen to God's Word and understand it. Listen for His voice. And you're good soil. And God promises a multiplication of results. Or maybe you're thinking, well, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to help. That's okay. Remember the wheat and the weeds. 
do anything. Serve anybody. Leave the judgment to God in the end. Or maybe, maybe you're thinking, I just don't think it's worth all the work, all the effort, all the risk, the cost, the heartache. Is it really worth it? Remember the hidden treasure. Remember the pearl. God's kingdom is immensely valuable. It's worth it. Now you might remember from earlier that there was one parable I haven't talked about yet. And it's the culmination of this section. It's actually the, the very end of the chapter. And it's this. Jesus said to them, Therefore, every teacher of the law who has become a disciple in the kingdom of heaven is like an owner of a house who brings out of his storeroom new treasures as well as old. Let me read that one more time. Jesus said to them, Therefore, every teacher of the law who has been a disciple in the kingdom of heaven is like the owner of a house who brings out of his storeroom new treasures and old. See, this parable isn't about the kingdom. It's about you. When you become a disciple of the kingdom, you become a gift giver to the world. You bring out treasures old and new to your friends to your family, to your co-workers, to your church, to your neighbors. Our world is desperate for people who give treasures to others instead of hoarding them for themselves. And you can be that person. You can be that person. You can be that kingdom gift giver. All you have to pray is God. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And show me how to be a part of it. I want to give you a few minutes to pray that prayer. And we we did this last week if you were here. We're going to do it each of the weeks. And here's my, my challenge. We're going to spend a few minutes here. And if you're a believer in Jesus, and you're like, I want to be kingdom-minded, I just don't quite know how, pray this prayer. And if you're not, if you're exploring what this means, if you're curious about Jesus, or you just got dragged here on a Sunday, that's okay. Sit here and listen to these words. And see what God says to you. So what I want you to do is I want you to pray this prayer ten times. Just this line of the Lord's Prayer. Let your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. And I want you to pause as you you read each one and listen. Maybe God has a call, a kingdom call for you this morning. Maybe God wants to break your heart over something or someone. Maybe God wants to give you an idea something to pursue here within the church or outside these walls. But I think God wants to speak to you today. We're going to spend a few minutes. 
I'll pray through it the ten times as well, and then when I finish, and after some pauses, I'll close to pray. So give yourself a deep breath. You can close your eyes to pray. You can have it open to read up on the screen. But I encourage you to pray this prayer. And what might it look like for you to partner in having more of God's kingdom here on earth, just like it is in heaven? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let more of your will be done here at River Life as it is in heaven. Let more of your will be done in the hearts of the people here, in the hearts of the people watching as it is in heaven. Let more of your will be done with our passions and our monies and our skills and our loves. Let more of your will be done. Let more of your kingdom be built here on earth as it is in heaven. God, you are a mission-giving God, so I pray you give us mission that is kingdom-minded, that comes out of good soil, that trusts you for our future. God, speak to each person here, each person listening and watching. Give them a kingdom calling, a kingdom passion. And then empower them and give them the courage to live it out. We thank you, Lord. We pray in the name of Jesus.
our Savior, our Mediator, and our Big Brother. 